Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Talk Recovery. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb, and we're grateful just to be with you guys today. To get started, just want to remind you, man, check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, wherever you uh, just, you know, get your social media feel. And then hopefully you found us on podcast. If you didn't, we just want to let you know that we are on Apple, Google, Spotify, um, wherever you listen to your, your audio. Um, man, please find us on there. Um, give us great reviews. Uh, currently sure. accepting five-star reviews yeah, currently accepting. at the moment. Um, and uh, I will say, you know, as you look for it, it is um, under Cedar Point Recovery, even though this particular show is Let's Talk Recovery. So um, there's been some confusion with that in the past. So be sure that you're looking for the right thing. Hopefully you, you come across it, find it, and it just changes your life forever. Um, <laughs> sure <so>. will. <laughs> <laughs> for better or worse. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and just uh, want to give a shout out again to Caleb's book. I'm terrible at reviewing it, but it is. Yeah, it's still great. Um, <laughs> talk to somebody else. Somebody yeah. else that's read it. Yeah, talk to somebody else. Uh, we were supposed to read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, no, Pastor Rick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, man, dude, check out Pursuing Freedom. You can get your copy. Talk to Aaron's wife. Yeah, she's a much better. Yeah, she is. Um, uh, well, she's a lot better than me in a lot of things. So yeah, She's read my book. She doesn't listen to your podcast. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, be sure to, again, check it out um, on Amazon, Pursuing Freedom by our very own Caleb Spryder. Um, today, we are, man, we're excited. We're excited because... Uh, always excited. Yeah, Can't always excited. I'm, yeah, he's, man, he's over over the moon right now. <laughs> Can barely contain the, the That's energy. That's constant state I'm in. <laughs> Just unbridled joy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like, it's kind of one of those things, like, when you have to go to the bathroom so bad and you're afraid to move. That's Caleb's joy and excitement. It is. It's just, he's afraid that if it becomes unfettered at any point in time, he just makes. I just start shaking. Um, for all the parents out there that have kids, I'm just reminded of, um, what was it, Despicable Me, when the little girl oh, yeah. gets the unicorn yes. for the first time. It's, it's so, so fuzzy. That's Caleb's joy. It is. Um, That's how I operate. <laughs> uh, but we are, uh, we're, we're hitting a comfort, controversial um, topic today. Um, there's a vote coming up on, on March 7th here in the state of Oklahoma uh, for recreational um, marijuana. That's what's on the, the ballot, and it's state question 820. Um, and uh, we want to we want to talk about that. We want to impart our wisdom, um, our view. We want to hopefully brainwash you, sway you to to think like us, vote like us, move like us. Uh, <laughs> now we we want to lay out some facts out there. We we think uh, you know voters should be educated. Um, um, I will be upfront. We're, we're opinionated. Um, we, we have an agenda. If you're not aware um, that we're opinionated, you haven't listened to any yeah, other episodes yeah. of this podcast. Um, <laughs> and, and we very much have an agenda here. Um, just just so you do know, but it's it's based uh, it's based on facts and scripture. Um, so if you find yourself um, curious um, about what the information is, and if you find yourself, you know, you call yourself a believer, and you want to know kind of some some scriptural basis for um, potentially how you should vote, uh, we want to kind of touch on some of those topics here today. Um, you got anything on the opening? Um, no, not no, All right. not really. Um, early voting. I mean. It, if you're listening to this, it's Friday, it's, um, but early voting's it's, taking place. Yeah, it started this earlier this week, I think. Yeah, earlier yeah. this week. Um, and again, uh, March March 7th is the actual uh, vote for the state question. That's a Tuesday. Um, if you haven't registered to vote yet, it's too late. I don't know why you're so unpatriotic and you're not That's doing right. your due diligence as a citizen. Um, <laughs> you've lost all right to complain. Um, but hopefully you get it together in the future. Um, you're part of the reason that our state continues to, to fall into <laughs> failure, and you're, you're partially to blame. Um, one of the many reasons. <laughs> uh, Anywho, yeah. <laughs> now that we've trashed our listeners. Well, hopefully our listeners are voters. Hopefully yeah, they're hopefully. voters. I would yeah. hope so. Yeah, man. If we, if, I hope we're attracting the right type of listener. Yeah. If you're a voter, and you don't mind strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Strong offensive opinions. You know what? I am proud of myself. I didn't call them stupid. So that's good. Just, We're, that, I'm growing. That's growth. Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we probably should talk about what is this? Uh, what's this thing about anyway? So it's, it's state question 820, right? It's 820? It is 820. Which, just, I mean, obviously they missed a golden opportunity to call it state question 420. Yeah, but, yeah I, I don't mean, know. that's just me. I don't know where they were at. Why would you not do that? Yeah, it's I mean, what I... You, <laughs> I mean, that, that would pull out the, the pro... 820 voters like crazy because those you know, pot smokers, man, they see 420, they're just attracted like bugs to a, a lamp. I mean, there's like, oh, it's 
that's our number. Anyway, so what this does is, um, so obviously right now in, in Oklahoma, we have medical marijuana. Uh, I should put that medical in quotations. Yeah, um, yeah for our video. Quote, listener. unquote, medical <laughs> marijuana um, that we legalized, I don't know how long ago, a couple years ago. Yeah, that's been and, great. Yeah, and um, this is going to basically... Uh, make it uh, recreational marijuana legal and now it's not obviously it doesn't make make it um uh like you can just walk around with like a santa claus sack full of pot around on the street or something like that they actually have the same very similar restrictions to um the medical marijuana law as far as the the amount of weight you know you can only have i think I can't remember. I read the bill, but I can't remember the exact numbers, so forgive me. But I think it's about an ounce. I think you can have an ounce. You can grow, like, six plants. Um, like I said, it's very similar to the medical marijuana um, law as far as what you're allowed to possess. And um, and then they do some things as far as, like, retroactively removing um, anything that you wouldn't be prosecuted for under this law if it passed if you've been prosecuted for that in the past, it would expunge those from your records. If, um, and, and I'll talk about it, kind of the proponents of this are, are making a case that it's gonna, you know, decriminalize some people. Um, I, that's probably not a very accurate statement. I'll talk about that in, in, a, minute, in a minute. But um, basically what it does is like I said, it, it kind of retroactively goes back. And it, it, if you would have been prosecuted, <clears throat> you know, if you got caught um, with, like a less than an ounce of, of pot and you got a ticket for that or whatever, it would go back and, and, and kind of change your your sentence as if this was legal at the time that you, you got arrested for that. Um, it changes some things for if you're under 21, you didn't get caught with, with marijuana, again, um, under the limits, then you would pay a, a very minimal and not at all the deterring fine. I think it was like $25 or something. Um, these kids are paying more of a fine for a late library book, you know. But um, instead of criminalizing it, it's just a, it's a fine that's going to not keep you from smoking. So um, that, that's that's most most of the, the bills, if I can remember. Yeah. Um, that's that's the, it in general. And obviously the... The um, the pitch is that the money is for the kids. It's always about the kids. I yeah. mean, um, the casinos were for the children, um, and I just can't tell you, you know, how much that benefited the impoverished families and, you know, the kids whose parents now spend all the money they don't have gambling because the addiction rate for gambling soared through the roof. Um, after you know that, yeah, but that money thing. goes for gambling addiction programs yeah, too. Yeah, it does. So, so it's really great how it is. It's a cycle. You, yeah, you create a need and then you feed that need with the profits from the thing that you're doing. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Thank, thank God we did that for the children, though. Yeah. Um, and it's really, you know, great how it improved our school system funding so much when they did that. That you know there wasn't like a teacher walkout or anything a few years ago over pay. Yeah. Um, our schools aren't falling apart. They're still not pushing massive bond issues to raise taxes right. all the time because of the plethora of money that's just poured into our education system via the casinos. And so I have no doubt that you know as we pass this that you know of course this they'll do this one right. And you know with the medical too you know just the plethora of money. Why do we even need the money for the schools now? Because we have casinos and we have medical marijuana. Yeah. And so I mean education should be fully funded um and so i just don't understand i mean Somehow, is that just the yeah. pitch for everything <laughs> it is um, well it works it works yeah, it, it, like, it's the pitch for everything because we vote for that every yeah time. And, the, and the sad thing is i mean it's it's the kids that that are in the greatest position of need who suffer the most under each of these things yeah. um they're 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 parents who don't have it all together um newsflash um lower income people typically fall into addictive categories more than higher income people mm -hmm. um it's a statistic truth for for whatever reason it's um and i get that you know addiction is not prejudice but um it seems to be <laughs> yeah so um so here you know you've got this it's going to help them it's going to help um these kids in what in what freaking way um, is it going to help anybody? I just, I just don't get that. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So that, that is the pitch, money for schools, money for education. And so in the bill, um, the, the way this works is the same way medical mar marijuana bill worked is that 
um, there, there's a certain percentage is allocated to, to education. And in this one, um, now, but the kind of the deception part is that the, the, there's a percentage of money that's going to education, but it's only the percentage of money that's over and above whatever the operating budget is for the uh, marijuana authority. Um, I don't remember what they're they're calling it, but so in the breakdown of the bill, I actually wrote this one out. Is so this is only money above and beyond the operational budget of the marijuana authority will be appropriated elsewhere, and so 10% is going to municipalities, so cities and state or sorry cities counties that kind of thing what if they inflate their budget year after year i mean it's not like a government <laughs> i know the agency. government doesn't do that yeah. but yeah they don't just like oh man we went over here or you know we had we could have spent this much more money so next year we'll just increase our budget yeah i mean surely that won't take place with I'm sure this, it won't um, because people typically operate in integrity especially, especially in the government especially in the government well and especially the oklahoma government we've never known you know um you know like as as money passed through the halls of government that that the, the there's not a handout, you know, to, to, to take from every every part of, of that. So, which is why, yeah, you you know, you put in a dollar, and by the time it gets through, everybody taking their their cut, you know, you, you get a, you get a pen, yeah, it's <laughs> you owe ten. Um, so anyway, so ten percent goes to municipalities, ten percent to the state judicial revolving fund, thirty percent to the general revenue fund, which I love that one because thirty percent the general revenue fund is just is is the, is we the government slush funds, right? Yeah, that's the government's <laughs> slush fund, our state government slush fund. Thirty percent uh, grants to, to public schools, and I'll talk about that one in a second. And then twenty percent not uh, not for profits. Um, so I, I'll talk about both those. So for, first, thirty percent grants to public schools. Well, that sounds great. Well, actually, that money is designated to go to drug prevention programs, um, and uh, like I said, drug prevention, drug education. So, so again, we're we're creating this cycle of it oh, we're gonna, like the casinos. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna prevent people from using drugs with drug money, and then now there is some money that is you know it's it's also can be used for other things, but uh, like I said, it's it's designated in some part to to create drug. So it's not all just going to books, um, and then like you were talking about uh, this idea that uh, now I'm a, I'm a my, both my parents are teachers. Uh, I grew up in, you know, in a teacher household, so I understand teachers. You know, we don't. Our, uh, our state has been low on teacher pay uh, until recently. We're actually uh, a lot closer to kind of our regional, our regional average now, which is good. Um, but this idea that you know kids are failing in schools because of lack of funds or for education. Well, we've we've consistently increased funding for education now have we always has that funding again like we've talked about has that funding ever you know always effectively reached where it needs to go no but funding overall spending per student within our state and nationally has, has gone up quite considerably uh, over the past I don't know, 20 years or so and and our test scores and all those metrics that we use to, to, to gauge whether or not our education has been effective have gone down the same time our funding has gone up yeah. um so and you know and this isn't a, a point to finger at, at teachers or any or education system or, or anything like that per se but it's just to say that the answer to our education issue isn't money now what i liked you know my kids are reading a history book now that's like uh i think the the <laughs> last War. the last president in it is obama <laughs> you know so it's like okay we need to obviously we need to update those things and uh, you know and i get that and unfortunately and that's not a um you know it's it, it's not a funny I, I would say it's not a funding issue it's a government issue it's yeah. it's a the money you know we're appropriating money for these things but those things aren't going to where they actually are needed to to books and teacher pay and you know building care and, and the, the, it gets sent to drug rehabilitation programs and you know whatever we say it's for education but it doesn't actually go to our kids you know I mean my kids all got you know all the kids at our school have Chromebooks now but we again we have history books that yeah. still have Obama as the last president you know yeah. it's like okay where are we spending our money so yeah. um, so that's for one and then that 20% for not profits those are again those are going to be we're spending money this money is going to uh, those not-for-profits are, are not-for-profits that are focused on drug rehabilitation, basically correcting the problem that this is, is creating. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you're looking so. at potentially 50% of the money that happens to make it out of the budget. I mean, if it does happen to, you know, they decide they don't need to spend it all, 50% of whatever's clear of that would uh, potentially just go back to helping people in drug addiction. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's more or less... You you living off a credit card, yeah. right? I mean, so like I can't afford my bills, so I'm going to use this credit card to cover the cost of living. Well, now this uh, the percentage of my income is now going to pay the interest off this credit card, you know, that I've started to use, and you know, I have an extra expenditure now because I spent off of this credit card when I didn't need to do that and I could have just spent the money I already had. Yeah, I feel like this is more like using a credit card to pay off a credit card. Yeah, that is, yeah. <laughs> um, so. Because then is this just inflates. I mean, I mean, substance abuse is, in, in instances where things are loosened in this regard, substance abuse goes to the roof. Um, well, then the need for programs goes to the roof. And, I mean, it's, it's a vicious cycle. Right. So, you know, so the... For the pro 820 people, they're going to say, well, this is for education. And I would definitely challenge that idea because, again, the, you know, we, we don't see a corresponding increase in, we, we've never seen that in, you know, for dollars spent, do our, our, our metrics. And, it, you know, if you want to argue testing is testing the best way to, I, that's, it's what we have right now. So I don't know what else to what else to use, but our testing and the metrics that we, we use to gauge success, graduation rates and those kinds of things, those have not we have not seen a corresponding increase as Oklahoma has spent money, you know, increased the amount of money spent on students. Um, and again, that's not a, I'm not saying that's a who's to blame. That's just a if you look at charts, I'm just I'm trying to be as, you know, non uh, pointing fingers. As, as I can be. So, um, I mean, I, I'll, I'll point fingers. I'll tell you, the reason we don't have success in our schools is more of a parent problem than, than a, you know, educator problem or something like that. It's not or a money problem. It's, it's parents. But that would be my opinion. Um, parents not parenting. So, that's, that's the, but that's the angle that the pro A20 people are going to take is that it's, we're here for education. But really, if you look into the, um, um, if you look into the funding for this, the, the groups that are funding this are their their background is more in, in just a legalization of drugs, and two, um, their concern about the the uh, criminal justice system. Yeah. And so, really, what this is about is about decriminalization, um, and um, you know, and like I said, that's that's part of this bill is that. Uh, you're gonna to not have you're not gonna go to jail now or well not I shouldn't say not go to jail because you, if you're if if all you have done if you get pulled over and you get caught with an ounce or less yeah. of marijuana you're probably not going to jail for that I mean you get a ticket um, the people who go to jail are the people who've done this number of times or they're you know in addition to having this they also have a, you know, unlicensed firearm in the in the glove box or something like that. Hey, we're not like going to talk about unlicensed firearms. Okay? Yeah, sorry, Aaron. Um, just don't have pot on you. You know, that's... <laughs> um, so, uh, like I said, the the idea that this is going to, you know, decriminalize or, you know, change people's, um, you know, uh, you're going to go to jail for these kinds of things. Typically, that, with the amounts that we're talking about, that that's not going to affect a lot of people. The people who, who go to jail for those kind of things are repeat offenders. The, you have you have more than that because you're, then you're going to jail for um, intent to distribute. You know, that's obviously a much bigger deal. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, uh, like I said, but, but the push behind the groups, that, and we'll talk a little bit more about the funding on this bill, where that money's coming from, but the, the groups associated with it are not, you know, the the national education association isn't putting money into this you know they're they're not the ones funding this it's, it's groups that are against criminal uh the they're they're for legalizing drugs and they're for uh, just decriminalization in general yeah um one of the next big things i keep hearing and this just kind of blows my mind um we're still talking about medical like they're pushing this bill and part of the conversation has still been about medical access to marijuana um first um <laughs> why, why are we still saying that? Um, we have, I mean, it's like, it, it's just open open season on it as it is. You can get online today. 
you can, um, I don't even know what the process is. Obviously, I've never done it, but by all accounts, I've had plenty of people tell me what it's. Oh, so it's like 20 minutes, maybe? You can, yeah, so, so you can do. It, especially with COVID, because yeah. of COVID and everything moved to telehealth, yeah. you can do, you know, telephone call, call up a doctor. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm anxious. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I can't, I'm not going to say, you know, anything about how I, I know this or that, but I, I know of a doc, at least a doc one. And if he's, you know, this one was doing, there's plenty of others that doing it outside of their, the field of expertise that this guy was in, like in between doing his other, his regular duties. duties, he was at the desk doing telehealth calls because they get paid, you know, however much per yeah. prescription or, you know, they, there's a, there's a funding, there's a funding incentive there. And this guy's doing, this is a doctor yeah. doing, you know, uh, medical marijuana card calls. Oh, you're anxious. Okay. Yeah. Here, here you go. Here you go. So it, it, it's really not a prohibitive yeah, process. I haven't I haven't ever heard of anybody being denied a card. Um, it's never. I mean, if you have, I'd love to hear from you because you would be a first, and that's that's insane. Like, what kind of stupid answer did you come up with? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they don't I mean, check anything. They don't verify anything. Um, it's just you have access to it now. So what? I don't I don't understand even the need for this. Right. And it's so beyond medical. It's practical, practically recreational now. It is. Um, it's just. I mean, again, you you don't even get a prescription. You get a card. And then you monitor yourself. Um, uh, what type of uh, prescription drug works that way? Like, hey, right. I know you got back pain. Here's your here's your opiate card. Um, right. We we tried that in the '90s and early 2000s. Like that didn't turn out very well, people. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it's uh, it's just insanity. Um, so we're still having this conversation, and it's it's opened. Um, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So just to give you an idea of that. Um, in January alone, the January of this year, Oklahomans, we spent $51.5 million on marijuana products in January. That's insane. Um, no, this is insane. Oklahoma has 2,629 dispensaries. 2,629. We've got 7,938 registered growers. Yeah, I'm going to stop right there. Notice that there's more growers than dispensaries. Um, and I, I happen to um, have um, some people that I know that, that work in drug enforcement in the state of Oklahoma. The, the reason that the growers are higher than dispensaries is because we have now become one of the number one distributors of black market um, yes. drugs. I mean, so it's, it's already out of the bounds of legality where we're shipping this stuff across the border. There's no need for cartels to grow in Mexico anymore and ship it when you could just grow it locally. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I know of some people that have ran across um, – it's a type of like triad stuff where they had groups of Asians coming in. They had a bunch of Airbnbs out in the sticks and people coming in with literal bags of cash trying to rent property from them to start grows that, I mean, they're, they're clearly um, Chinese nationalists that you, you have coming into the area to do these things. What there was the execution not too long ago here in the state of Oklahoma. Yeah, you um, follow? Yeah, related to that. Um, I was talking to somebody at a... Uh, uh, urgent care she's a nurse and she was talking about some of the um, people who work at these groves that they get um, coming in for different medical issues but she's talking to this one this person was picked up daily at a walmart bag placed over their head as they're driven to their nine to five at the at the grove that that sounds real legitimate just day there. labor yeah just day labor you know because going to work with a bag over your head um is of course in no way related to organized crime um, yeah. So, yeah, the reason you have almost 8,000 growers and 2,600 dispensaries, um, because that math doesn't work. <laughs> it, is, yeah. it doesn't function. It doesn't require more than a grow to, to operate one of these dispensaries. It just doesn't. Um, and it's because it's, 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 it's just organized crime that we're just like, let's just do it here. You know, let's, let's cut out the middleman for all these people. You can just right. come right here, middle of Oklahoma. We've got a great interstate system. You can ship everywhere. Um, and that'll low be cost of living. Yeah. Low cost of living. It'll be real fun. <laughs> great place to raise your family. Yeah. And, and I really love how I can take, you know, and education's being funded. Yeah, so take an evening good. drive into the countryside now and just smell the grows. It's just wonderful. <laughs> Nothing I like more than my air being polluted by the stench of marijuana everywhere I go. Um, <laughs> Nothing like an Oklahoma sunset and yeah. the, with the, a whiff of pot. Yeah. A little bit of the de devil's lettuce in yeah. there. <laughs> like, anyway. I mean, so to think, I mean, so what? 
we then vote yes on 820. Do you do you not think that these problems? First off, we haven't. It hadn't been enough time for us to see how bad it actually is, even with what we've already passed. Like it takes time for things to catch up and and to be in in public view. Like we haven't enough time oh, hadn't yeah. even passed for that. And we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, but and so let's just this. yeah let's just exponentially shoot this one off to the moon. And yeah. ah man. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Now that he's done. Uh, so, <laughs> for now. So, done for now. So I want you to, everybody to hear this point, though. So Oklahoma has 2,629 dispensaries. The second highest state as far as number of dispensaries is, is Colorado. The number is 825. Now, here's the kicker. California is third with 774. California. Now, if you're from Oklahoma and you've grown here, we all have our opinion of California and yeah. what that culture is like. Nowhere in my mind would I have ever thought that California has less dispensaries than we do. And they've had legal marijuana, medical marijuana. Um, I don't know. Are they? I can't remember if they're if they've passed recreational or not. But they have 770 or sorry, 774 dispensaries. There is more people. There is over twice as many people that live in L.A. County alone in California than there are in the state of Oklahoma. And they have, uh, what's the math? The Like three times no. less yeah. dispensaries than we do. How does that math work out? Yeah. Unless, like you're talking about, we're, we've become a net exporter of yeah. marijuana. So we are to marijuana around here as what Mexico is to fentanyl. Yeah. I mean, um, and just, you know, just because I thought it would be funny to put this in here, uh, Oklahoma has 4,437 churches. So we're, we're, almost, we're almost there to having a one-to-one. -one. <laughs> great. I, um, I look forward to that. I'm sure it'll be great culturally for our state. Um, I mean, we're already a post-Christian culture. Let's just go ahead and just ramp up the number uh, of things like this. You know, as, I mean, church attendance in not only the, the state but the country continues to dwindle. We'll just replace it with um, our new god, um, MJ. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the wacky tobacco. That's it. Um, I'm just going to keep throwing out different terms for it. Just case. <laughs> Um, anyway, you know, on that note, man, if, if you're a Christian and you find yourself spending more time in the dispensary, you know, each week than you do in the church, you know, there's probably an issue going on there. I yeah, want to kind of throw it's that almost, out. Yeah, it's just a, just a thought I had. I mean, <laughs> yeah, um, we do have one one other stat I saw was we have more dispensaries in our state than we have gas stations. So there yeah, you go. That's fun too, too. Which is sad when we're, yeah. when we're the state of Quick Trip and there's more dispensaries yeah. than Quick Trips. How, how I mean, does that come on. work? Quick Trip is way more of a net good for the community than a dispensary. Yeah, like we all have to drive vehicles. Yeah, all have to think about that. That that's insane. We all have to drive a vehicle. We all go there's everywhere. There's an actual need for gas. Yeah, there's a, a, a real need for gas, but we have more dispensaries than gas stations. I like, come on. It's because they're not driving. They're all this is without wreck. This is without wreck. <laughs> yeah, this is all. This is this is all medical marijuana. So again, the the point of all this is to say. If, if for the proponents of 820, like, well, you know, it's just medical's too restrictive, and you know, it can't. I don't know. Like Aaron said, I don't know anybody who can't get access to this, right? And you know, and the the, the thing we get into then is, you know, is you have access to it. You know, as adults, we have access to it, but then, um, just like anything else that we have access to. Our kids have access to it, right? So if you have it in your house, and we've, you know, we've read the stories of, luckily marijuana isn't, you know, fentanyl, and you've, we've seen the stories of, you know, this, you know, young child has to get hospitalized because they found mom and dad's brownies, and they thought they were, you know, regular brownies, and then they ingested, you know, two or whatever, and, and they, they've had to go to the hospital. You know, I get it. Luckily, I'm not, you know, saying marijuana is, you know, going to kill everybody. It's not. It's not. It's not like fentanyl. It's not deadly like that but still what I'm saying is that the more access you have to it the more access our kids have to it and so according to NIH in 2022 an estimated 8.3 percent of eighth graders eighth graders 19.5 um, percent of 10th graders and 30.7 percent of 12th graders reported using cannabis uh, in the past 12 months yeah. so um, and here's the thing we, we work in addiction recovery that's what we do um, and it's, I've almost never met anybody who, and, and I just sound so old school, but we talk about, um, you know, gateway addiction and kind of what opens the door. 
Um, the reason we talk about it, and yeah, it sounds dated, but I, I, you almost never come across somebody who the first thing that they used before entering a world of harder addiction, uh, it, it was weed. I mean, yeah. you smoked weed, and then that's kind of, it's the stepping stone. Um, the only thing that kind of is the stepping stone before that is alcohol, but, you know, I won't rail on that today. Uh, that's a whole nother episode yeah. at some point in time. Um, but, yeah. um, so you got 30% of 12th graders who, who are using, um, that, that's incredible, that's one-third. And um, what percentage of them go on to the harder things that, um, can we stop all of that? No. Can, can we do better for our children? I mean, that, that, that's, you talk about something for the children, it's, it's limiting their access to these types of drugs. Again, you can sit story after story and talk to people that um, were in heart addiction, that, that you know, have ruined their life. And, and this is something that's a part of every single one of those stories. Yeah, and that, that leads me to this next, next next statistic. And this is where, so when medical marijuana was passed, um, and like I said, in this bill, it's the same way. There, there's a limitation on the, on the amount, on a weight that you can have in your possession without it becoming criminal. And, and so what happened with that is that we started to see an increase in, um, they started to breed, I, I, I guess, I don't know, what's the, what's the right word? Is it breed? Or, Cultivate. Cultivate, uh, yeah. yes. Cultivate, that's a better word. Uh, cultivate um, more um, concentrated, more uh, strains that have a higher concentration of THC, which is the chemical which gives you the, the high in, in marijuana. And um, because, you know, you can still have an ounce, but you can have a, a, a stronger high from the same from the uh, from the same amount and so what we what we found is that you see in the early 1990s THC content was less than four percent in 2018 it's more than 15 percent now well and and, that's not including the the products that have been extracted I mean you can get close to 100 percent on things like shatter and glass and um, some of these other um, where they're just taking it out and I mean you talk about just an incredible yeah concentrations of this it's not right again this sounds so old school and i've heard people say this it's not your grandpa's weed it, it definitely wasn't the dirt weed i was smoking right um <laughs> yeah well no it's yes you say dirt weed so we were watching um reservation dogs which is shot here in oklahoma as yeah. natives anyway this episode where one of their it's an uncle or something he's digging around in his yard to dig up his stash and, oh yeah and he goes to sell it and it's because it's nobody wants to buy it because it's like from the 60s or 70s <laughs> and they're like dude this is the stuff we have is way much better you know so much better now because yeah. it's so so much more concentrated and you get you know and the, this whole episode about him trying to sell this stuff is <laughs> funny but um but it's but this is true and, and you know and so here's here's the thing in the argument like you're talking about you know well it's not a gateway drug and it's not addictive and it doesn't um you know marijuana doesn't affect your brain well here's the problem we don't know that now yeah okay because because in 2018 like i said in 2018 our thc concentration is more than 15 percent well we have no long-term studies on that type of concentration of marijuana on developing brains, on addictive behaviors, because uh, last I checked, it's 2023. 20, that's just, what, five years? Um, so there, there are no long-term studies on this concentration in our marijuana, you know, of THC in the marijuana and what it's going to do to young people, to even adults. Uh, well, I know if you're from, uh, you know, the generation of the 90s, you know, we used to joke around. We were reading some comments offline um, and it was like, you know, marijuana is way better than alcohol. You know, all I do is smoke pot and, you know, maybe drive slower and eat too much Taco Bell. Um, or, you know, we would joke too back in the day, oh, nobody ever overdosed off a of pot. You can sit there and smoke it all day. Yeah, when it was at 4% concentration, right. that that's actually not a true statement anymore, which is crazy yeah. to think. We actually do have people that, that overdose off of these large quantities that, that go into seizures, and and it's it's been incredibly damaging to them in moments. Like So that that's not... It's a, it's a whole different ball game, and if you're somebody like me who, who's been kind of removed from that for a while, it's a whole different world. Um, I went and sat down with a buddy of mine, um, a guy I grew up with, that um, he's he's in this, and he's on this side of the fence, and I just wanted to be educated. Like I was like, just show me 
all the things. Um, obviously, I didn't partake in any of that. Um, but it's just because it's it's advanced so much the last few years yeah. that I didn't even know how to have the conversation anymore. I didn't know what to look for. Um, and it's, it's insanity. And so all the old conversations that we used to have or what you think those experiences were, like if you're just one of these people that are voting for it because you, you you're not educated – it's it's a different world. It's it's a different thing that we're talking about now. It's it's just is. Yeah, um, and the you know and the um, also the the gateway drug argument that well that's not a true you know the, the the people will push back on that. Well, that's not true. And it's like well, um, marijuana works the same way, in a sense. It's it's a dopamine stimulator. It's, it's it works on your dopamine system. And it's the same as anything else that works in your dopamine system. If you if you do it too much, what happens is you start to burn that system out. And so then you have to seek out something more stimulating in order to get a response. And that's how addiction happens. And yeah. so it, it works on the same system. So to, like I said, the same reward system, um, the same as, uh, you know, other, you know, drugs, other drugs do the same thing. Um, any other, um, I mean, heck, the uh, people who get pulled into, I'm going to take this in a weird direction, but people who get pulled into, like, more um, extreme, like, sexual perversions, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, it starts with, like, porn, and because porn doesn't, you know, after a while it doesn't stimulate them the same way, they, they then start to seek more risky sexual behaviors in order to get the same sense of fulfillment so to speak and um and it's the same thing that's how they get pulled into sexual because it's it works off the same system your brain as complicated as it is can in some some instances and this was one of them it can be very simple to understand you you burn these sensors out then you have to you have to engage more of them in order to get the same response and so you seek out more of something or something that's going to stimulate you in a greater uh, way in order to to get the same response um, and that's how addiction happens um, and so uh, yeah like that that argument doesn't really hold water as far as like um, you know you know now is the person who's just like every now and then no that's not gonna burn that kind of that system out but not that typically like I said when you get to somebody who's into addiction they've been using it for a while it's burned that out and now they're seeking more more extreme uh, types of drugs yeah well and i know there's you know just a ton of casual you know weed smokers out there you know because typically they don't use every day you know yeah oh wait right. yeah um yeah yeah never mind <laughs> <laughs> um and this last thing i because I, I just because i talked about it before but this uh, if you look up the funding for this 820 it's, it's funded by the just trust for action which um is a uh, political action group, or it's not a, yeah, it's a political action group, and um, they help to decriminalize all drug possession in Oregon, so that's good. Yeah, that's working out really well for them, too. You should look that up. Yeah. <laughs> you want to um, see where we're heading. Um, right. And this this is kind of the, the precursor. Um, even if you don't buy into the marijuana as a gateway drug, it's a gateway vote. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's that's medical marijuana was our gateway book to this yeah. right this is i mean that's what you know i remember when medical marijuana passed the whole argument was well it's for the kids and for the veterans you know but then the, every time it always killed me <laughs> when this was happening was that they would oh it's you know it's for the kids and it's for the veterans and then they would it, you'd watch the local news and they would um uh go to these you know pro pro medical marijuana rallies and then they'd always interview the the white dude with the nasty dreads yeah man i just need we're just here to help the kids <laughs> and <laughs> just like yeah. oh my gosh yeah okay um and uh but that's that's what's that's what's led us here because we we okayed it's like oh look well we're already okay with medical marijuana why yeah. why don't we just legalize it for everybody yeah well, the conversation's already starting and, and moved that way in some places that, you know, start opening up to hallucinogenics and... Um, yeah, Colorado's already uh, decriminalized that. And so, so yeah. that that's what's next, you know, so vote for this is, you know, th then we'll be looking at the next ballot measure for that. And then after that clears, it'll be for, for what's next. Mm -hmm. And until, again, it's just, uh, just a free-for-all. 
And I'm sure that, you know, no children will suffer as, you know, parents can disuse without any type of repercussion. And we already have a hard enough time. Again, we work in addiction recovery. It's what we do. And you see parents struggle in addiction currently when it's illegal. And oftentimes, the only thing that gets some of these people to decide to to be better for themselves and their kids is the fact that they're facing um, a a judicial system and, and repercussions that way. So if you take that away... Um, I can sit here and I can name multiple families that their situation would be different currently because they would still be getting high and their kids would be suffering. But And then how many others would would be on the bandwagon that we don't even know about? I mean, it's just, it's it's ludicrous to me just yeah. to think that um, anybody buys into the bull crap that this is somehow for kids. Yeah. Um, the one of the other funding, uh, the other major funder is the New Approach Advocacy Fund, Advocacy Fund which is another pack out of um, D.C. Which I, I just, both of these groups, no, neither of them are from Oklahoma, <coughs> or are they about Oklahoma? Are they for the betterment of Oklahoma? We're Oklahomans. We're, we're just a tool, and they see a soft, yeah. a soft target in Oklahoma. And um, so they're, they're pouring money, and they're like, hey, obviously Oklahomans love to smoke pot, which yeah. obviously by the number of dispensaries that have been able to stay open yeah. for however long, we, we obviously do. And, yeah. and that's something we'll talk about here in a second. But um, the, this money's coming from outside. If, if it was Oklahomans that organized and you know funded this initiative, it'd be one thing. But it's like these people from other places, you know, I'm just like, I live here for a reason and I don't live in California for a reason you know or or Oregon or places that have other types of values than I have and it's like I I don't want you to spend money here to change you know our state into the hellhole that you people live in you know so like um yeah that that should raise flags for everybody's like I you know listen if you want to you know if Oklahomans want to get together and raise money and, and fund something like this okay you know, we can have that argument. That's that's Oklahoma doing Oklahoma things. Yeah. That's fine, whatever. But like to have this be funded by other people, like that should raise some. Yeah. Well, we had the same thing with uh, medical. I mean, that's why it wasn't funded by Oklahomans. It wasn't some grassroots effort. Yeah. No, it was large money coming out of uh, other states, um, which probably was really coming out of other countries. You know, yeah. Like well, and, and they come in and tell <laughs> us that it's you know, hey, this is for your kids. For yeah. your yeah, I bet the Just Trust for Action group is really concerned about the education of. Oklahoma children and the new approach advocacy fund out of DC is really a, yeah. a concerned about the education of Oklahoma and, and already you know with medical you you're talking about um, I mean so much foreign land investment all of a sudden in Oklahoma I mean that should make you uncomfortable too just the amount of land that's went up for sale because they're now doing all these grows you know the almost 8,000 grows we have yeah. um, <laughs> and things like that um, it's just again, what are we doing, people? No. Um, the ACLU has thrown some money into it too. That's always good. Yeah. You know they're they're for they're for the little people. They're for the little people. Anyway, um, one other I'm going to talk about one other objection that you'll get from the um, the pro crowd, and it's the uh, well, we have um, I'm going to get sciency on you for a minute. The you know hey, we have our bodies made to to process. Uh, THC and cannab- what we call cannabinoids. We have an endocannabinoid system, and so we're obviously, you know, it's o- obviously okay for us to do that. It's like, um, so, so I'm gonna give you an argument for that for a second. So, TH, so cannabinoids is is classification of of these chemical structures, right? And there's there's I think there's about 500, 200 to 500, kind of depending on the research you look at. THC is just one of those. Um, Another thing, one that's popular is um, uh, CBD, uh, cannabidiol is what that's called. Um, That's a cannabinoid, but it doesn't interact with your brain, and so you don't get high off it. So people who do CBD products, oils, um, whatever, uh, you can do that as like a gummy. You can, I mean, all sorts. There's bombs, there's salves, and all this sorts of stuff. It, it's a great product for inflammation. Our body does great, you know, that uses that. And we have this whole process or a whole system throughout our body. As I said, it's called the endocannabinoid system, which is a system of receptors that, that interact with these types of chemicals. Um, THC is actually, while it's a cannabinoid, what it does is it interacts with a receptor in your brain that's designed for a different, um, a different cannabinoid, which is called, I, I'm going to butcher it, it's like anadine. A N A N 
D-I-D-E, I think is how you spell it, so you can look it up yourself, figure out how to pronounce that. But because it's so similar in structure, it's able to use the receptor in your cells um, that are made for this other compound. It's not, THC is not, your body doesn't have a, a receptor that's specifically used for THC. And so what it does is it hijacks this other receptor that is in your brain, which is what gives you high. And so, you know, the argument that we, because we have a system, we have a way to, to use that that makes it okay is, is pretty weak. Like our system, our bodies are designed to process fat. Doesn't yeah. mean we can just go off and eat <laughs> all the fat we want. I mean, we've tried. That's working out well for our country too. Yeah. I mean, you get the equivalent of uh, like two Airbuses of people dying every week from heart disease. So, yeah. um, but this idea that, you know, well, because our body can process it, it's okay. It's like, nah, that, that argument doesn't really hold water either yeah. for, for those of you that want to have the science argument on that. But, um, yeah, um, man, I want to kind of deviate for a little bit of what we've been talking about in the sense of statistics. You know, we've made this a, a political argument, right? Um, but I do. I want to appeal to the, the church. We, we're a Christ-centered um, podcast recovery program. Um, and, um, I mean, for crying out loud, we're in the Bible Belt here. Um, and uh, here we are. We make it a question of politics. And, um, you know, when you look at God's Word, um, you know, one of the things that we see is that we're citizens of heaven. Um, our, our voting patterns should reflect that. So we can take out all the other arguments. And we look at uh, Philippians 3.20. The Apostle Paul said this, but we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly awaiting for him to return as our Savior. Um, I mean, there's, uh, I'm patriotic. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm conservative. Actually, I fall libertarian, <laughs> to be honest, in a, in a lot of ways. That's, that's my natural default. Why? Because I don't want the government telling me anything. I, I can't stand government intrusion. Um, so as just a person, um, aside from my faith, um, and quite honestly, I would fall into the people group that would want to vote for this. And I used to. I used to until until I decided that Jesus is going to be my Lord and, you know, I'm going to be a man of faith and I'm going to pursue him. Well, that conflicts with that person. Right. And and sometimes it's not an, an easy place for me to be, um, because, again, when we're, we're talking about things like this, my natural is to say, hey, we're voting the government out of something in a sense. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm all for that. Um, I mean, and and that that's a true statement for me. But when I look at this, well, my citizenship is not American. Um, it's not it's not it's, as a Jesus follower. Um, it, it's in heaven. It's, it's with with the Lord. And so um, I don't want the government in my business. But as a Christian, I can't vote for the things that open up these types of doors. Um, when I, I look at what it does to to families, when I look at what it does to children's and, and communities, um, I have to I have to take a, a stand against that. It's it's something that's not it's not healthy. It's not good. Um, and if you want to get real I, I'm going to be real direct here. Uh, you know, from a faith standpoint, um, this is idolatry. It, it's, it's exactly what it is. We're, we're, we're replacing God in our lives with substances uh, across our state and across our country. Um, we, we see it with alcoholism. We see it with, with marijuana. We see it with other substance abuse. You look at places like Oregon. That's, uh, that's what we've allowed to, to take place. We have this system that, um, you know, when, when we're, we're struggling in areas of life, rather than turn to God, here we are um, turning to, to creation. That's not a healthy place to be. And the fact that it's infiltrated the church in such a way, we go back to the fact that there's actually more churches than dispensaries. Um, and I mean, there's there's so many, there, there's more people. I mean, if we look at voting numbers on this, there'd be more people that identify as Christians that, that aren't taking a stand against this. I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why are we allowing this thing to be cultivated um, in, in our country? And, you know, Romans, um, Romans 12, 1 through 2, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God uh, because of all the things he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. I mean, sometimes we're, we're called to lay things down. And so we always try to take the easy route out. The easy route is what leads us to these substance abuse, things like that. Um, to be a, a living and holy sacrifice, that, that means, like, so me personally, um, I've got two choices. I can, I can follow what is my flesh says, which is I want to vote for things that just create a lot of freedom or um, I can really lay lay down, in my opinion, and be like, you know what, I'm going to stand with uh, 
what I believe God would want me to do in this instance. It says, this is truly the way to worship him. And then the next part, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. As a church, we got to stand for something. We, we, we keep bending over and just laying down and saying, yeah, it's whatever. Um, and going with what the world says. And what, we're so afraid to, what, to stand up for what, what's true, what's right, what's good. Um, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Uh, so, I mean, again, with, if, if you consider yourself to be a Jesus follower and you're on the fence of voting yes for this, um, or you are voting yes for this, and, and you're, you're pushing this way, man, I plead with you to begin to look at God's word, to spend time. Have you prayed about the vote? I mean, really, like, sought God's word. Um, I mean, God's word says, you know, don't be, um, I'm going to butcher this, but it, it, I mean, speaks to being drunk, uh, incapacitated in a way. You know what that verse is. I no. should have looked that one up beforehand. Um, but, I mean, there's this call to, to being sober-minded that we see in God's Word. That, um, But what, we're just going to keep putting all of these things in our body and allow them to pollute our mind. And, and we see the things that it leads to. It doesn't lead uh, it, a, an honest evaluation. You see that it doesn't lead to hell. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. And then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Um, I mean, can you honestly sit there and, and convince yourself that God's will for you um, and God's will for the people in the state of Oklahoma or America or anywhere else is to sit around getting getting high and and living that type of life. And I mean, if you if you're convinced of that, I would love to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you. You've been deceived. You've been deceived by the enemy. You've bought into a lie, um, willingly or unwillingly. I don't know, but you're you're on the wrong side of it. And I just. Uh, it bothers me again. Like, this shouldn't even be a thing in our state with a number of people that proclaim a love for Jesus, a love for his church, and a love for what's true and right, you know? Um, that, that hunger and thirst for justice. We're, we're supposed to hunger and thirst for justice as God's people. Um, and it just, it's just, it's insane. Um, I mean, you, you cannot... As a Christian, we cannot vote absent of God's word and God's will. It's it's not a political issue for the church. It's it's an issue of the church. We're, we're citizens of heaven again, and, and we need to begin to lean into that. Yeah, there's a couple couple things. Uh, one, you know, and uh, we talked about this last week when we talked about our other why, which is why do we engage in these things? And you know, that that would be my challenge for people again. If you haven't listened last week, is um, I'll talk about it now. Is that you know, we gotta ask ourselves why, why do we why do we feel the need to have to to be high? You know, like all the time. Like so, you know, caffeine. Like I get like caffeine. Like coffee drinkers, like oh, I gotta have my coffee. Like yeah, I'm up here a, with a bang and a 32 ounce thing of black coffee. <laughs> like it helps you. You know, helps you kind of wake up and become alert, so you can do the things you need to do. We people smoke marijuana because we're we're anxious. We're you know anxiety. It helps you to. to to relax or you know kind of gives you an escape from reality and i'm like what are you escaping from what are we instead of like firing up another one maybe take a minute and say well what is it about my life that i'm, I'm really struggling with here and what is it that i can you know is it is it my kids is it my spouse is it my work is it what what is it that is making me want to escape from this thing um and use this to 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 do it with and then maybe instead of just like I said, constantly firing up something to, to escape reality, maybe actually do something yeah. <laughs> to change reality. You know, like you if, ask if yourself, it's, is it really making anything better? Well, yeah, I mean, because when you when, when it wears off, all your problems are still there. Yeah. You know, um, your just capacity to, to deal with them or is diminished. So, yeah. um, but but I mean, that's what I would I would say is like, one, why not try to figure that out? Like if if it's you know if like I said if it's a relationship issue, like go get counseling or go learn how to parent your kids or you know or change jobs or I, I don't know. I mean, whatever it is that learn you coping need, skills. Yeah, learn you know engage in another habit that's actually constructive for you like go for a walk you know that that actually uh, you know exercise releases our endorphins and kathlins which are our feel-good hormones that they'll, they'll make you feel good i know it doesn't now i'm not saying go run you know a mile as hard as you can or something like that but i mean just a simple act of going for a walk yeah. is um you know just don't walk around where you're smelling all the <laughs> marijuana grass but um yeah you know just something as simple as that to help help you make you feel better um, that's actually good for you. Like, why not do something like that for one? Well, I can tell you why. It's because that's that's quote unquote hard, and 
you know, smoking a J is easy. Yeah. I'm still, I'm staying with that verbiage. <laughs> smoking a J. Um, and then uh, the other thing is, you know, you said before is that um, the, the, you know, the church, if there's so many people that identify as Christians that, that are going to just stay home on this vote. Yeah. And, um, Man, we are where we're at as a society because the church has stayed home. Yep. And not only in votes, but just in culture. We've stayed home. We've 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 disengaged. We're just like, well, I'm not, you know, we can't offend. And somehow we skip all the parts in the Bible where Jesus, like, calls people names. You know, people get, you know, they don't get offended, but they give us a hard time about how we, we call people, you know, we say stupid or we yeah. say things. Jesus that, called the, the brood of vipers. Brood of vipers, yeah. whitewashed tombs. Yeah. I mean, you're dead inside. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. This, that was practically cussing, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Elijah, uh, he insulted the, the prophets of Baal. He's like, where's your God? He's on, yeah. the, on the crapper, basically, is what yeah. he said. Um, I mean, <laughs> like, in the, in the new David, Caleb what, version. You, you uncircumcised Philistines. Yeah, I mean, like, the, this idea that we as Christians can't take a stand culturally is, is not biblical at all. And, and I mean, you know, the way we do things, I'm not, I don't, we don't operate out of hate or, you know, we're not going out there and calling people names while we do those things. But the idea that we can't just say, no, we're not going to, no, I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. No, I'm not going to put up with, uh, you know, you want me to call you this or that or the other. And that's outside of reality. No, I'm not going to do that. I don't hate you. I'm just not going to play along. And, you know, this idea that we just, well, you know, if they want it, they can have it. Like, no, I, I. I don't, I don't want to see, like Aaron, I said, I mean, we, we deal with recovery. We see, you know, kids that are impacted by drugs and alcohol. We see families that are torn apart by this stuff. It's like, no. So if, if I can have an opportunity that's presented to me to say, yes, you can have more access to something like this or no, I'm just going to say no. And I, you know, I mean, I don't help. I don't, I don't hate these people or I don't think you're bad people or anything like that. I just don't want to see more of this proliferate in our society. Like it's, it's not a net good. It's not doing anybody any favors. Again, there's other ways to deal with the things that this is supposed to help you with that are productive and constructive and, and more empowering for you. Um, it's just, it's, it's easy. And that's what our society is about. It's easy and comfort. Yeah. Um, you know, we need to get uncomfortable. Uh, and we need to, you know, as Christians, we need to get uncomfortable. And like I said, this isn't, this isn't political, and this is this is another area we, we fail in. Is that we, you know, we've said it before, is that our, our our faith should should shape our political ideology, not our politics shape our faith. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm with Aaron. I'm I'm conservative slash libertarian. I, I I mean I object to like the seatbelt laws. Like government yeah. shouldn't tell me I should be wearing <laughs> my seatbelt in my car. It's my yeah. car. If I want to go through the windshield when I hit on it's, that's my choice. But yeah. but Same. I'm, I'm not that way. I'm not Christian because I'm conservative. I'm conservative because I'm Christian. Because my I, my faith tells me that my my being, my rights, my value come from God, not from government. And um, so so that shapes my my political you know and so i don't always line up on everything on one side or the other uh and, and because again my faith determines the is the lens through which i see these issues through and so um you know yeah something that's going to intoxicate us in a sense um that that hinders our ability to function or could be a detriment to our witness or um again puts kids in, in danger because again we don't know what this kind of damage happens to kids um, with marijuana with this kind of concentration to THC we don't I don't care what people tell you they don't it's not possible we've only been at this level about for five years there's no way you could possibly know the damage it will do to a developing brain and, and all we're gonna do is open up access to this to high schoolers and yeah. young kids like it's not worth it it's not me. so well um... Yep, vote no. If you didn't, if you didn't pick up on the, the sentiment. <laughs> Wait, we're on the no side. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh uh, man, I said all this wrong stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, vote, vote against it. Vote against it. Vote against it. Vote against it. Um, it's, it, I, I can't can't stress that enough. You weren't picking up again on on the sentiment here. Um, you know, well, we, I mean, we got to stand for something. And again, I mean, and this is really, and this is a pretty weak. I mean, this is a pretty low hurdle for us to take a stand on because, again, this isn't 
voting no on this is not going to do anything to the medical marijuana program, which we've just detailed out for you, isn't really keeping anybody from getting yeah. marijuana. So, I mean... Which should be making you ask yourself, like, what is the actual point of this? Yeah, I mean... What, is the, what is the point? It, we have, I'm going to say it again, we have 2,629 dispensaries in Oklahoma. That's, that's more, I kind of was Googling earlier, that's more than the number of actual pharmacies I can find in the state of Oklahoma. I bet, yeah, this is our, our pharmacy, this is our drug of choice. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, tw- uh, let me do some math real fast. Um, that's a, a, about 1,100 more dispensaries than Colorado and California combined. Who in Oklahoma is not getting pot? <laughs> I mean, so what do we need this for? It's just another another government organization, another another group, you know, bureaucracy. It's another. It's the the only benefit to this is what we were talking about before. This is this is one step closer to de- you know. It's one more yes. This is a, it's a sales tactic, right? So I don't know if you know this, but if you ever you know a good salesman, if you go. Um, to buy a car or whatever, they, they will get you to say yes to a bunch of little things that don't, you know, just to get you in the habit of saying yes. So when they get to the sale, they go to close the sale, you are more likely to, to say yes. That's an actual thing they have studied. So, you know, hey, do you want some coffee? Hey, do you want, you know, look at this. Would you like this? Would yeah. you like, they get you to say yes. And that's what this is. This is to get us to say yes. So the next thing, the next step, the next push for whatever the spirit of the age has for us here, um, we're going to say yes to. There is no benefit to this yeah. other than, I mean, like I said, right now under the medical law, if you have less than an ounce, you're not going to jail for that anyway. So, so this, well, we're going to decriminalize. You know, it's not, it's not going to do any of that. So, uh, other than if you know, um, you've had it in the past, but uh, if if you're in jail, you're not in jail because of you know a few grams of marijuana right so <laughs> yeah. like a first-time offender now if you've been doing it a bunch of times and obviously you haven't got the, you know you didn't get the <laughs> message the first few times but um so yeah what what what's the purpose yeah anyway um well um hopefully uh, you enjoyed today's episode i enjoyed it it was fun um well, this is going to be the episode that we get the hate emails yeah i hope so we, man i'm just really looking, i'm disappointed that i haven't got any i'm, um, I'm surprised we haven't yeah but <laughs> we've said a lot of things to make people angry yep <laughs> I, um, would think. I would think so too um but uh man thank you guys for sticking with us um we uh man we encourage you again march 7th get out vote no um, against state question 820 um, and um, man again encourage people you know vote against it um, and um, don't fall into just the, the lies that the society's feeding us but we hope you enjoyed today's episode be sure to check us out Facebook Instagram YouTube all of those things um, audio you know Apple Google Spotify Pandora iHeartRadio all the all the places like share subscribe look for Cedar Point Recovery on all of that um, and uh, just to continue to engage with us but uh, you know, we appreciate you guys sticking with us we love you and we'll catch you right back here next week <laughs> <laughs>